is episode 27 of Dragonfire Books, and today's book is Daughter of the Deep by Rick Riordan, one of my favorite authors. Um, sadly, the shipping was delayed because of COVID, um, and so they had delayed printing, but I finally got it, and I'm glad to finally have it, and I read it, like, a month ago, I think. Well, like, I started it a month ago, but then it took me a while to finish it. Usually, I go through super fast. But I really wanted to savor this one, and also with school, I just didn't have that much time. I know that if you were at, you were at the tour, then you got a signed copy, but this one isn't signed because I didn't go to the tour. The cover art is really good. Let me check who did it. The um the cover illustration is by Lavanya Naidu. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. And at every chapter, there is a little uh like just like little graphic of the of one of the house crests there are four houses at harding pencroft academy which is the school that that the protagonist get um goes to which um i'll talk about it a little bit later and then there's a quote in the opening like i'm not actually sure what you call that um it says nature's creative power is far beyond man's instinct of destruction julius verne twenty thousand leagues under the sea I got like halfway through the movie, but I have and I haven't read the book. But yeah, I just haven't gotten around to finishing the movie. So we've got a foreword by Roshni Chakshi, who was the first *Garden Presents* author, if I'm not mistaken, and um, she wrote the Arusha series and some young adult novels that I can't remember the names of right now, but I'll get to it in a little bit. There is an introduction by Rick Garden. It's very long. It's like five pages. Um, so I'm not going to read it right now because it'd be a little long. It's like about how he got inspired for the book and why he chose to base it this um, on this. And he talks about how he um, went scuba diving for research. And then there's the Daughter of the Deep thing with the house orca. And the title page has the house orca crest on it. So, the premise of the book is that there's a school, and um, the protagonist, Anna Dakar, goes to this school, and she is a freshman there. She's in House Dolphin, which is communications, exploration, cryptography, and counterintelligence. When, when the school gets destroyed, she and her friends have to go find the Nautilus, or like this base that her parents died at. So, right here, there's like a little thing that is the houses, and then who's in the ho- each house. So I'm going to do that. Harding Pencroft Academy. House Dolphin. Communications, exploration, cryptography, counterintelligence. House Shark. Command, combat, weapon systems, logistics. House Cephalod. Oh, sorry, Cephalopod. Engineering, applied mechanics, innovation, defensive systems. House Orca. Medicine, psychology, education, marine biology, and communal memory. The freshman class of Harding Pencroft. House Dolphin. Anada Carr, Prefect, Leanne Best, Virgil Esparza, Halima Nasser, Jack Wu, House Shark, Jimini Twain, Prefect, Drew Cardenas, Cooper Dune, Kia Jensen, Eloise McManus, House Cephalod, Tia Romero, Prefect, Robbie Barr, Nalinha De Silva, Meadow Newman, Kay Ramsey, House Orca, Franklin Couch, Prefect, Esther Harding, Lindsay Huang, Riss Morrow, and Bridget Salter. 
the protagonists are mostly, of course, Anna Dakar. She's the protagonist. And then Jimini Twain, Nalinha, and Esther. The, but, but a lot of the other characters, like Franklin and Tia, are also, like, they're, like, in the book, but they're not, like, right up front. What I noticed about this book, um, which is different from the other recorded books, was that it was in um, present tense instead of past tense, which is what most of the regarded books are. So that was interesting to read. It felt a little different because of that. Like, just different. There was not as much humor as the other regarded books, um, and the plot was a little more straightforward because some of the other regarded books, they jump around a little bit. Uh, and there are lots of side quests. On this one, there was not that many side quests. Um, I think this book is a standalone. Um, I don't... It doesn't feel like there's gonna be a second one plus i feel like a lot with a lot of books that are gonna be in a series there's like a little one there or book one or something and this doesn't have that i think that this book is a little bit more advanced than the other ones it's just a little more mature even than heroes of olympus and apollo so the excerpt we're gonna do is a couple of pages of chapter one the reason i keep doing the beginning is that i don't want to spoil anything and if i do my favorite parts then you don't actually get the excitement of reading them yourself and so I'm just going to do one or two pages. Also, another thing I want to point out is that this is Regarden's first book with a female protagonist. Well, because before, um, it was more like, with the Heroes of Olympus, it was like a cast of protagonists. There were, there were like, um, mostly just like the Seven, sometimes Rena, sometimes Nico. Yeah. I think it's good. It's good. And they talk about it a little bit, um, at, in the intro. He did it on purpose because... Well, actually, this wasn't in the intro. It wasn't, like, an article that I saw. But it said that, that he was, his female protagonists weren't getting enough, like, action in the story. And so he wanted one that fo- really focused on a female protagonist. Okay, this is the excerpt, chapter one of Daughter of the Deep. Chapter one. Here's the thing about life-shattering days. They still like just any other. You don't realize your world is about to explode into a million smoking pieces of awfulness until it's too late. The last Friday of my freshman year, I walked into the dorm room at 5 a.m. as usual. I got up quickly as so not to disturb my roommates, changed into my swimsuit, and headed for the ocean. I love the campus in the early morning. The white concrete facades of the building are turning pink and turquoise in the sunrise. The quad's grassy lawn is empty except for seagulls and squirrels waging their eternal war for snack crumbs we students have left behind. The air smells of sea salt, eucalyptus, and fresh cinnamon rolls baking in the cafeteria. The cool Southern California breeze raises goosebumps on my arms and legs. It's times like this I can't believe I'm lucky enough to go to a school at Carding Pencroft Academy. Assuming I can survive this weekend's trials, of course, I might wash out in disgrace or die tangled in a net in the bottom of some underwater obstacle course. But hey, it's still better than ending the term doing five jillion multiple choice problems on some state standardized test. I follow the gravel footpath that leads to the ocean. A hundred yards past the Naval Warfare Building, the cliffs drop into the Pacific. Far below, white surf ribs the steel blue sea. Waves ramble and reverberate around the curve of the bay like snores of a giant. My brother, Dev, is waiting for me at the edge of the cliff. You're late, Anna Banana. He knows I hate it when he calls me that. I will push you off, I warn. Well, you could try. As usual, he's wearing a standard black HP wetsuit with a silver shark logo on the front, indicating his house. 
Dennis thinks it's crazy to make the dive in just a normal swimsuit. In most ways, he's a tough guy. When it comes to cold temperatures, though, he's kind of a baby. We do our pre-dive stretches. This spot is one of the few places of the California coast where you can free dive without getting smashed to pieces against the rocks below. The cliffs are sheer, plunging into the depths of the bay. It's quiet and peaceful at this time of the year. Despite Dev's responsibilities as a house captain, he is never too busy for our morning ritual. What did you bring for Socrates today? I ask. Dev gestures nearby, two dead squid leg glistening in the grass. As a senior, Dev has access to the aquarium's feeding supplies. This means he can sneak little treats for our friend under the bay. The squids are about a foot long from tail to tentacles, slimy silver and brown like oxidized aluminum. Lollygo opalescence, California market squid, lifespan six to nine months. I can't turn off the data stream. Our marine biology professor, Dr. Ferris, has trained us too well. You learn to remember the details because everything, literally everything, will be on her quizzes. Socrates has another name for lollygo op- opalescence. He calls them breakfast. Nice, I pick up the squid. Still cold from the freezer and hand warms dead. You ready? Um, in Daughter of the Deep, another thing I just realized that I forgot to say was that it is not fantastical. It's science fiction. So, I like science fiction. I don't like it as much as fantasy, but it's fun. And I really liked the way he did it. And, um... Another thing I liked was the character of the orangutan. I forget his name's right, his name right now, but he's the orangutan chef, and he really likes the Great British Bake Off. And um, it's less of the heroes and the swords. Like, um, I mean, of course they they both like have like a boat and like ocean and stuff. But this is more about friendship and like rivalry than the romantic themes of the heroes of olympus so yeah um i would write this book a 9.9 just because i wish um that there was more to the ending i would recommend it to people who enjoyed sal and gabby or um the trials of apollo it's more like those than the heroes of olympus and as usual you can buy it at your local um bookstore or on amazon this has been Allegro's Dragon Firebooks. Thank you for chatting Daughter of the Deep with me. See you next time. Peace and happy reading. <laughs>